Hey, this is Cleveland Brown, and y'all listening to the About Last Night podcast. I guess your TV must be broken. Ha <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, I'm not kidding. You're bored. Hey guys, Adam Ray here for the About Last Night podcast. Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. I'm in Las Vegas, because tonight through Wednesday, I'm headlining the Laugh Factory at the Tropicana Casino. So if you're in Vegas or near Vegas and you want to come see me, I'll be at the Tropicana the Laugh Factory inside the Tropicana tonight uh, through Wednesday. Two shows each night, 8.30 and 10.30. Uh, I've actually been on here with my mom. We saw Diana Ross on Saturday night. Fucking crushed it. Uh, Stop in the Name of Love. Heard of that song? I have. And I fucking danced to it with a lot of gay dudes and old moms. But it was fun when in Vegas. Um, today's episode, great episode. Great guest, great comedian, great friend, great dude. I paid him $100 to dance in front of Gary Busey uh, at the Impractical Jokers after-party show. <laughs> Gary Busey, we were both at the Impractical Jokers show in L.A., and I paid this dude. Well, I, Mo Mandel goes, uh, Gary Busey was there, and I said, uh, during the Adele song that was playing at the party, I go, Jeremiah, if you go dance in front of Gary Busey, interpretive dance, I'll give you 100 bucks." Mo goes, I got 20 on that. And Mo gave him his 20, so I go, you know what? I got to pay up. I'm giving Jeremiah his, his 100. And I gave it to him a couple of days ago. And uh, and he said he treated himself to some lunch. So fucking win-win. Uh, Jeremiah Watkins is our guest today. You know him from Roast Battle. Uh, he's a part of the All Negro Wave. Uh, he has his own show called Stand Up on the Spot, which has become a, a, a great show in L.A. And, and, and featured at many festivals. Um, and then, of course, he's a part of the goddamn Comedy Jam band. And uh, and he's uh, a great great comedian. Just did his first tour with Tony Hinchcliffe, um, and it was a great uh, great great chat, great conversation. Um, his Midwest roots and upbringing is is very interesting. It's always interesting to to hear again where comedians come from and how they how they find comedy. And uh, Jeremiah's story is interesting and inspiring, you know, because uh, you just think most funny people. Are coming from the big cities. Nah, some of them are coming from fucking Kansas City, baby. <laughs> uh, follow Jeremiah on all social medias at Jeremiah Stand Up. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy. Instagram at Adam Ray Comedy, AdamRayComedy.com for all my tour dates. BradWilliamsComedy.com for his tour dates. Brad, uh, tomorrow we'll be at the Hollywood Improv. And then when I leave on Wednesday from, from the uh, Laugh Factory in Vegas, Brad gets here on Thursday. And he'll be doing Thursday through Sunday at the Tropicana Laugh Factory in Las Vegas. Get your tickets at BradWilliamsComedy.com. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Five-star rating. Comment on the iTunes page. Uh, hit us up, aboutlastnightpod at gmail.com with your favorite ALN moments, where you get the pod, how you got into it. Uh, or tweet at us at the, at the podcast, at ALN Podcast. And uh, we're going to read some of these new moments. Sorry, your favorite moments uh, in the uh, next few weeks when the new site drops and then uh, send out a bunch of free merch, which we just got finalized yesterday. Thank God. Beanies, sweats, mugs, hats, and shirts. I'm super pumped. Speaking of being pumped, pumped about this episode. Now that we got the tour dates, Twitter handles, and merch info out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the very funny Jeremiah Watkins. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. It's about last night. 
I mean, there's enough people that uh, can tell the wrong story. Enough people that uh, definitely told me, like friends that lived down there that were like, I waited three hours for water. And those are just like things you never have heard before. Yeah. So you're like, oh, that doesn't sound like a good thing. Because can't you just get water in less than three hours? <laughs> yeah, that's not... You you made the right decision. Yeah. I mean, in, you grew up in Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah. Natural disasters ever? Hurricanes? Tor- tornadoes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of tornadoes there. Yeah. But I, ne- I I've never seen one. We we had like a lot of tornado warnings where I remember like I was in community college and they issued like a warning and they were like, all right, everybody, like it's locked down. And I was like, eh, I'm just going to drive home. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably better. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, which was scarier, the tornado warning or what just happened to you outside this apartment? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely what just happened outside this apartment. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I park. And uh, I'm walking down. And I see great start to a story. Yeah. By the way, I I I, I see <laughs> Jeremiah. I have a lot of questions. I, I I see Jeremiah in his car. Yeah, and he's head down, checking his phone, thumbs up, waiting it's, for a game of heads up seven up to it's show up. Yeah, late at night. So I just run up to his passenger window. Were you sleeping? No, I was, just, I was like checking like text messages and stuff. Okay, like that. Like, yeah, so I was, like, ne- scrolling Facebook mindlessly. Kind of, and let's let's just set that scene like in your car late at night, and your street is not exactly well lit. No, so yeah. you're just like I've already turned off my car. Oh, the lights dude, are completely it's off. Quiet. It's you're quiet. in chill mode. I'm in chill mode because yeah. I got ten minutes. I'm early to your podcast. Good you know, move. I don't want to be the guy who's like, hey, uh, let me in outside of ten minutes early. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I know what's up. I yeah. know ten o'clock means ten o'clock. And by the way, LA. we won't say the voice of who you did, but we all know who that guy. <laughs> <laughs> 10 minutes early guy let me in yeah, fuck yeah. off yeah. man come on terrible man. character for an SNL audition yeah <laughs> uh, alright so, so then so then I just see him and I go well I gotta take advantage of this so I run up to his car <laughs> and I, I, I pound on the passenger oh, glass no. and, and I just yell out I'll suck your dick <laughs> <laughs> and the look on Jeremiah's face oh wait a minute the look on his face but what was <laughs> my heart hurt <laughs> <laughs> it literally like I had chest pains. Oh he no! He scared me so bad. Did you ever contemplate like just yes ending the moment and like quickly <laughs> I, whipping your dick out and I, like prove it? You know, I thought he was gonna suck my dick to death. <laughs> I thought it was gonna happen. Which I the mean, first dick to death. Yeah, what a way sucking. to go! Yeah, what right? a way to go! Oh my god! It, it was gonna happen. Now, what? getting startled will never be not funny. I yeah. always I love scary movies, and I just uh, was at um, what did I see? This it? No, but I can't wait for that. Yeah, I'm so yeah, excited to yeah. see that. So yeah, you're not afraid of clowns, then? Mm, my sister is because of that movie. We told her that it was a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, remember Harry Met Sally? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just like, like that. that. Yeah, so with clowns. clowns. <laughs> yeah. I'll have what she's having. Oh my god! So that that is quite the opposite uh, emotional roller coaster. That so she's scarred. Yeah. Oh yeah, she she she, was she how hates. Well, she was like maybe five. Ugh. Oh my man, my brother and I are douchebags. We're like, oh, this is hilarious! Like movie about clowns and like you'll love it. And she's like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I trust you, brothers. And then brothers Watkins. Yeah, and then we would like uh, like after that came out, like I'm, I'm surprised she's not like super psychologically damaged. We would stay underneath her bed, like 
and then <laughs> grab her feet like right before oh, she gosh. she went to sleep. Jesus. You know what? I was feeling bad about yeah. scaring you earlier. <laughs> now, now I'm kind of no, like, you know karma. what? No, you deserve that, asshole. Yeah. Dude, everything came around. <laughs> we, she had this. Uh, Should have been wearing a clown outfit. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I just have to get a clown mask. Yeah. I just have it in my car at yeah. all times. She had this. She had this dresser that we would get behind too. There was like catty corner to the wall, so you so a small child could fit behind it, and and so the lights would be out, and sometimes we would wait like half an hour, forty five minutes, and we would just be sitting back there, and then we'd start making like monster noise, like. <laughs> <laughs> like gurgle noises and stuff. So it's like a gremlin giving head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she would flip out and it was uh it was amazing, but then we'd get in like my dad would get so pissed. Oh he would. Oh yeah, absolutely. Was he a disciplinarian or, or Oh yeah, we get the belt, yeah. Wow. Yeah, old school, man. That's Midwest. Uh, Absolutely. You, Mid- this is what you get. I got the Midwest bu- Justice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Coming soon from Dick Wolf Productions. Yeah. Starring Ray Liotta. <laughs> and the guy. And, whipping belts. And Ralph Macchio is the guy who shows up 10 minutes early but wants to get let in. <laughs> that's who it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what we were doing. Everyone was sitting here waiting. Who was the guy? Who was it? Shout who was the you. impression of? Hey, great podcast, you, but you never got to the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so... Uh, who in your family was so? Did your your father didn't even like find that? Like, did he have a sense of humor? He, yeah, growing he, up, yeah, he did. But like, he like you know, total daddy's girl kind of thing yeah. with with my sister. Oh, gotcha. Where it's like if if we did anything to mess with her, he's like, okay, you know, yeah. Wow. He's like, yeah, get get in your laughs, and then I'll get in my licks. Right, yeah. right. So he would. Uh, we had the belt from him, and then we'd have the wooden spoon from my mom. Yeah. Oh, now, what was spoon. what was more of a what made taking a poop. Uh, more of a uh, task <laughs> you know the spoon or the belt definitely the belt yeah but my yeah. sister acted up more than my brother and I and my dad we'd go on road trips and he would uh, pull a switch from the tree and he would mm-hmm. rest it on the dash and anytime like that we got like too chaotic in yeah. the back seats like fighting with each other he'd pull the van over and then like give us a switch wow did it work yeah it did wow yeah and <laughs> you guys just staring at the weapon that is there specifically to hurt you yeah. and no and no one like he didn't pull the switch in case there's a carjacker no no like some guy gets a gun he's like i've got a switch you yeah. know like that's not happening he would sometimes make my sister Pick the switch that oh, it was going to be. See, too. that's dang. Yeah, that's next so level. So you try uh, to get like the skinnier one. He's like, no. <laughs> he refuses Bigger. it. Find the better one. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, is that, is that how you learn how to play the sax? Did he just beat you into uh, <laughs> yeah, following Kenny G's footsteps? <laughs> okay, Dad. Okay, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> no, one of that. One of that music has always been a love of yours. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Sax since when? Since like third or fourth grade. Wow. Yeah, dude. I got to be honest. I played the clarinet, and my mom mm-hmm. wanted me to transition. Uh, from a man to a woman and then from clarinet to sax she goes mm-hmm. they're the same uh, she, and um, and I never did I even went to a music camp where they had a segment of the camp where it was like what's the next instrument you want to do or like what would you want to be doing right now and so I tried to learn the sax I remember she even got the sax from a guy she was dating at the time after my folks split and he was like yeah you can borrow my sax take it to camp with you and I was like alright dude he, he really wanted the woman's son to like him for sure that's yeah, a big yeah, move if you're the the, yeah. the, the uh, hey uh, put your mouth where my mouth has been <laughs> oh god you think of it like that <laughs> oh fuck Brad no wonder I didn't stick with it filthy <laughs> hey uh, it's it did taste it, yeah, a bit nutty it's not bad enough that I'm dating your mom but here you put your mouth where my, where where my, my mouth, mouth has been. been yeah so we both done it to you, Mom. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, fuck. 
what see that. What that so- see what that melody sounds like. See that? I'd rather the guy. I'd rather the guy go pick out a switch. <laughs> oh yeah. At that point, hundred percent. That's some serious psychological warfare. But in third grade, you're. I mean, that's that's kind of like a pimp move. I feel like like nobody. I, I feel like there was nobody playing the sax in third grade. No, it, it, where I grew not up. really. Yeah, I saw I saw uh, a guy playing it in my church growing up. I was like, what is that instrument? Yeah. And it was, you know, as as jazzy as gospel hymnals can get. I was like, I want to play that thing. And then you were uh, the, the 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 soul of the saxophone uh, spoke to the young white kid named Jeremiah. Yes, yes, it did. And you're like, wait, that's how, I, that's how I, that that that's why you can get some soul. Yeah, that's why you can get some flavor. Yeah, that's that's where I'll find my rhythm finally. <laughs> what was growing up there like? Because was it like small town Kansas yeah. or? I grew up in Kansas City. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Big city I mean, life? I, I lived in, like, on a busy street, uh, and then later, like, as a teenager, like, lived in, like, cul-de-sac neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I was like, you know, a lot of people around. There's a question I have to ask everyone from Kansas City, and that's, what's your barbecue joint? Oh, dude, it's, uh, it used to be called Oklahoma Joe's. Now it's called yeah, Kansas, Kansas City, city Joe's, and you, and you go to the original that's in the gas station. Uh, no, there's enough options that are out. Uh, okay. That I, that, yeah, that I go to one in Olathe, which is like right by my mom's house. All right. Now, so, yeah, it's. Is that the main question people ask? Like, for me, they're like, so what's like, what's this? What's so, this? so what's a rain like? Yeah. <laughs> what, what's, your, what's, your fa- what's your favorite temperature of yeah. rain, Adam? <laughs> It'll be that. It'll be like, have you been to the Space Needle? Yeah. Uh, there's a Sean Camp kids joke now, you know, which gets thrown in the rotation. Sure. Are you one of them? Uh, did you love Pearl Jam growing Like, did you ever get to see them live? How many times have you been asked the Pearl Jam question? I bet a, a lot, like thousands. Yeah. And I always say, like, I was in sixth grade when they were, I think, really popped. Yeah. And I just, my, my music taste hadn't shifted yet into, I think, just a higher level of uh, quality. So I was still all, I, w- I was all about, I did like Oasis a lot and the song Champagne Supernova, I think I had on repeat. And, and had I fucked in the sixth grade, <laughs> I know I would have fucked to that song yeah. because I loved it so much. I would have been like, I want it to be the soundtrack to everything great. <laughs> I believe that when that, I believe that if you ever write a children's book, it should be called "Had I Fucked in Sixth Grade." Because <laughs> yeah. I think it's great. Pretty, yeah, yeah. Because it's like here's how life would have been different. Yeah, I mean, so maybe you shouldn't fuck in sixth grade. Because dude, or the maybe kid, you should. Because we knows? talked about this before. The kid who I know that fucked in seventh grade, Jesse Mose. Shout out if you're playing the Jesse Mose drinking game at home, drink five. You know he is because uh, he fucked in the seventh grade, and there's no way that he's killing it still. No, because because then you peak it. Like once you fuck in seventh grade, you're like, well, this is the best of my life. Yeah, because you 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 don't try after that because you've already fucked a girl. So you're like, right? what? Why do I have to like get good at something? Right? Did you have a kid in school that was like, you're like, oh, that kid's the fuck it. Like nobody's gonna do it. There, yeah, there were there's kids I knew like in eighth grade and stuff because that's when I started going to public school. Was eighth grade? Oh, so it was before that. I was in a private Christian school before that. All right, well then let's yeah. just go back and get. Well, I mean, your name <laughs> your name's Jeremiah. So yeah. I yeah. I assumed either Christian school or you're a Mennonite. Yeah. Well, I definitely knew Mennonites back in the day. No shit. Now yeah. what? Now 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 what is a Mennonite? It's a very uh, for our it's basically a very the best way to put it is a very strict Christian. Gotcha. Yeah. Very strict. So okay. So not the, quite Amish, but 
Getting there. Get very close. Like teetering. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like they'll watch the reality show about Amish people, but they won't subscribe but to But then the they'll lifestyle. condemn to the electricity that's, that's surging yeah. it. No, I don't know. But they're, they're basically one power outage away of just being like, well, this is my life. Now. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I guess I just transitioned to being yeah. Amish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the clarinet to the sex. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, so people, the school was pretty... Conservative so the, or? Well, yeah, the, the, the school and the church that I went to growing up, it was called Church of God Holiness. And that is like basically a step or two away from like Mennonite. It's yeah. it's very strict. Like they they kind of like uh, they, they don't like women to really wear like makeup. That It's like the, the, the dress code was girls had to wear skirts or dresses past the knee. Uh, guys couldn't wear shorts. Uh, they didn't like girls to wear makeup, so they were the original like girls taking pictures and being like, "No filter." <laughs> they were the OG. Yeah, and I'm they showing were... true courage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what? Days of the days of when heroes were men rescuing babies from trees or or whatever babies are getting lost. Yeah, and a baby I don't know, tree. man. I don't know. I don't have a baby, <laughs> and I lost one. That, or, or now we know why. <laughs> or, or cardiovascular surgeons, but. My friend Rachel didn't wear makeup last night at her ex-boyfriend's birthday party, and she took a picture of it, and she posted it. <laughs> Hashtag brave. Hashtag <laughs> courageous. Courageous. <laughs> Fuck. But spelled wrong. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, some Marine is just like scrolling through his feed, see, see, sees that and goes, Fuck you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> were, there, uh, were there certain limitations that you had a, a tough time like saying, like, did you just kind of go, All right, I'm in the school. I'm going to yes and everything they're telling me? Or, or how soon were you just like, Fuck that. Hell no. We won't go to the bathroom without a hall pass. Or, <laughs> you know what? Uh,. While I was at that school and while I was in the church, I was a pretty good kid. Yeah. But then it was one of those things where I started kind with, if I was able to get a laugh, that's whenever I would cross the line as as far as like what you're like talking back to the teachers or what like that. Because I, I always like, you know, I always love getting laughs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were the jokester. To a point, yeah. How were you doing yeah. it? We always ask people when they were yeah, in I mean, class. I mean, dude, it was... Impressions was, of teachers or just subtly under the... Like, whispering shit to people. cushions. I mean, no, just like farting and burping. Like, I was disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like... You go disgusting. You go to the primal. Yeah. You go to the absolute... Uh, well, guess the, what? That's always a home run. Yeah. And it's you know a sure what? thing. It's a resource that we all have. Yeah. And yet few can master. Yeah. Wait, so, now you would, you would produce the actual sound? I or? would fart in class. Like, uh, I was that kid. <laughs> Did you have a nickname? Like mm. Jeremiah Jeremiah Fartkins or something? <laughs> no. Well, well one kid, that clever. One friend well, called the kids aren't clever. One friend called me the germ, but you know, Jeremiah wow. the germ. Oh, okay. That's actually kind of a cool nickname though. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I guess when you're a kid you take it You take it personally, I guess. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so what do you mean by that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, that is that that just sounds like the second half of a morning show. Radio team. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's Freddie and the Germ. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> well, somebody sounds like they need a bath. <laughs> well, not me. <laughs> or like or like in college, in every group of guy friends, everyone had a, a real name. And then there was always one guy that's like, like this is Andrew. I'm Brad. This, you know, this is Andy. And here's the beaver. Yeah. Like, there's always, like, there always one kid in the group that was like, oh, yeah, this is uh, the Germ. Yeah. Like, that's who we, and it's. Yeah, some name to describe just how much of a piece of shit he was. <laughs> Pretty much. Wait, but. Flounder. Would, uh, so would you, you get these laughs and you were just like, all right, well, this, 
Well, that was that was like uh, that was in grade. Question. That was in grade school. I would do that, and then like in middle school, it would evolved to you know impersonating you know the other comedians that we like and yeah. stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, like I, cool. I used to do like this. Is how I like made friends in eighth grade was I I was able to do you know the alrighty then song in Ace Ventura two the complete in <laughs> one breath like. I still laugh. And then, you know. It, wow. Yes. I'm still impressed. And, yeah. I, and and I'm already your friend and I want to be your friend right, more. Right. So, but yeah. It, that would just crush. In person, yeah. And then doing like bad Adam Sandler impressions and all that stuff. No, sure. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so bad. Uh, wait. And the ones that you will do in your act now, don't, is there a Owen Wilson you do? Uh, no. No, Michael Caine is the. I do, yeah. I do Michael Caine. That's one of Brad's few impressions. How dare you? It's I would love. One of my two. <laughs> Oh yeah? yeah, you well yeah. I listen to the podcast. You do Kane and stay them on here. A lot. That's it. That's pretty much yeah. it. Sometimes, sometimes I'll discover one, but it's Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Yeah, <laughs> I'm here for you in a time of day. Now our listeners are all getting that- deja vu. Like, wait, is this the beginning? Oh. It's about last night. Yeah. You definitely picture me on like a bull or a horse or both. Oh singing yeah, that, singing that song <laughs> definitely <laughs> with like a tank top, maybe a leather jacket over it. Under Underwear only. Underwear sure. only. Sure. A fake goatee. Yeah. I, a bar bar tattoo. A whip. I'm I'm slapping my own ass, Callan style. <laughs> so let's see. How are you doing? You're Michael Caine. Well, how about this? Here, here's let's set the scene. Okay. Michael Caine and Michael Caine at a coffee shop. Who do I play? <laughs> You're in the per, in the performance of. A, I shall set up the trailer. Ready? Okay. This summer, find out what happens when two unexpected friendships blossom at a coffee shop. Michael Kane and Michael Kane are Kane. <laughs> What's your order there? I got the mocha frappuccino. That's what I got. What a coincidence. That is so weird. I also got a mocha frappuccino. Wait a second. Did you get it with whip or no whip? <laughs> I got it with whip because I'm not a goddamn communist. Oh, you think I'm a communist just because I got mine with no whip? You got yours with no whip? That's right. I did not get the whip. Do you believe in a capitalistic society? I can barely understand what you're damn saying right now, and it's really perturbing me. I feel like your mouth opens and a word or a sound comes out only every other second. You know what? You need another shot of espresso. I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. I'm so frustrated with you. And I don't understand how you can go through your life with only one shot of espresso in that mocha frappuccino. And Whoopi Goldberg as the frustrated cashier. Are you guys going to order or what? <laughs> and, I, I love and, and Jay Baruchel behind them as the <laughs> impatient customer. Hey, are you, are you guys going to like order or something? <laughs> are you going to order a frappuccino or what, guys? I mean, God, I, I'm just trying to order and you guys keep talking about it. <laughs> Mocha frappuccinos, I feel like, uh, I thought you already ordered. I mean, I got a girlfriend that I got to write to, okay? 
when when you said and and uh, Jay Baruchel as I'm like wait Adam do you do a Jay Baruchel because yeah, I, I sure that's as fuck amazing, don't amazing dude <laughs> so that's what so that's well done I I think you're the only person I know who does a Jay Baruchel I try to do obscure obscure ones but it's hard yeah. to incorporate those in stand up because if they're obscure then people are gonna right. be like huh they're like why are you doing this yeah like I do a, a great Patrick Warburton but like yes. That's right. Some people know who that is. Some people don't. Well, they know they, well basically, everyone knows his voice. Uh, P. Yeah. Everybody knows exactly who he is as soon as he starts talking. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people don't know his name, though. All right. No, I'm Buddy from Seinfeld. Come All right. On. <laughs> Joe from Family Guy. Joe from Family Guy. Also, that CBS show with David Spade. Yeah. Also from the Soup Plantation commercials. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> And from the video that plays before Soren, if you ride Soren over California, that <laughs> California adventure. That's a very obscure reference, but it is much appreciated. Where did you find, how did you even start mimicking people or teachers? It was, uh, it was cartoons. Yeah. Uh, I, I, like Yogi Bear and like watching all those, like, and uh, I used to do like a Michael Jackson impression where I'd, you know, grab my nuts and like, uh, you that's, know. That's the entire impression. That's the entire impression. Yeah. And I go really high into falsetto. My, because uh, my, I've always had a very, I was the only boy who was an alto in choir growing up. Okay. Now, and that's like yeah, for people who for don't us, know for us for us theater nerds here, for, we kind of know what you're it's talking usually about. Only, it's usually women. That yes. Are, yeah. Yeah. It, so it I was goes like a what? true Sup- big boy. Soprano is Soprano's like, way way high. That's yeah. higher than alto. Yeah. 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 So so it goes soprano, Al- yeah. alto, then tenor, tenor, I believe. Yeah. Then bass, baritone, baritone, and then bass, then baritone. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I was always the bass because, you know, <laughs> my nuts dropped early. That's just me. Wait, I've really? always been a baritone. <laughs> Wait, Yogi Bear. Who were you mimicking in Yogi Bear? Oh, just the... Hey, boo, boo. Like oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Just that. Yeah. Stuff. You know, it's so funny. It's like cartoon catchphrases like those, you know, those, I think for any kid, like, you know, they resonate so hard. It's like there's there were so many of them and it's like... You know, I remember probably even kids that do, didn't end up doing comedy were running around school being like, you know, thinking they were funny by being like, hey, boo boo. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And, and, it's just, and that was the first time like I, I would get adults to laugh. Oh, wow. Because, you know, you make your, your friends laugh. That's kind of one thing when you're located. Like, and they're like, yeah, that's cool. But if you make an adult laugh, like if you, I don't know, I feel like it was really hard to make like parents or parents friends. Yeah. Genuinely laugh. That you didn't know adults. You didn't know. Right, making them right. laugh. Right. Then you're like, oh, I think. I think I'm onto something. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. the, mo- the most horrific thing, and now that we're all adults, well, at least in our age, not yeah. mentally. Yeah, but uh, it, it, like the, the the most horrific thing someone could say to me would be like, "Come watch my kid; he does the funniest thing." I'd be like, "Oh, sweet Jesus!" Oh yeah, yeah, that sounds horrible. <laughs> that sounds yeah. But I'm every once in a while, you'll see a kid where you're like, "Oh, this kid's got okay. He's got, he's got a little moxie, a little something. He's got something." <laughs> yeah, and, and then, but it, there's a difference between kids that like are cognizant of making an adult laugh, and then the ones that are on the kids say the darndest thing where they're just like my poop my poop has has abs and you're like what and they're like and they don't even know what they just said and, i want to meet that kid and steve yeah. harvey's like the fuck you know it's a perfect I steve harvey impression i literally have never tried to do a steve harvey impression until that moment Dude. and i was just like I knew that I couldn't verbalize the face he makes on Family Feud or any kid right, show when he's just when he turns the camera and just, just kind of goes like deadpan. He makes that yeah. "Are you kidding me?" face. It's yeah. the best. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He mastered it. He made 
he's gotten jobs out of making a face. Oh, yeah. The da fuck face. Because yeah. that's. The fuck. <laughs> that's all he does on Give him a Family Feud. Yeah. Where we're like, name something you would find in your bedroom drawer. You're like, uh, elephant. Yeah. And he just looks at the camera like, all right. Did, yeah, you, yeah. did you guys just all hear what I just heard? And all he has to do, he doesn't even have to say anything that clever after the look. No. He can no. just be like, well, not going to your house for Thanksgiving. You know? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, okay. I, I, I love it when the families are still supportive of the dumb answer. There could be one we live near a zoo. We live near a zoo. It could be an Africa. A monkey just escaped. Why couldn't an elephant escape? Yeah, good answer. Oh, stupid fuck. They're shocked. Damn it, Darren. Always Darren. How bad do you want to go on that show? I want to, I want to, there's been celebrity versions, but like, dude. Just have comedian versions. That would be I would love that. and so have much a fun. whole week of them. That'd be ten times better than Hollywood Squares or any of that. Yes. Are you kidding me? Like, unfortunately, dude, you know when when you have these big, uh, you know, Hollywood game night, whatever, with celebrities, like they're still all a little conscious of like their reputation yeah. and 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 being PC and right. Not, you're like, hey, guess who's gonna play Scrabble? Anna Kendrick. Yeah. Anna Kendrick's not going to go in there and be like... You mean comedy legend yeah. Anna Kendrick? <laughs> yeah, she's not going to be like, my smelly vagina. Like, she's not going to say that or but like dude, make if a you black got, joke or something like that. you got a lot of up-and-coming yeah. comics, it's uh, like, dude, there's... You're 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 kind of trying to go for blood because you're like, dude, if I say something really crazy that gets like goes viral or right. or crushes in the in the show, the comedians are going to laugh. I mean, Steve Harvey's... I mean, it's just going to... There's going to be different energy. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that would fuck. Oh, needs to happen. We need to pitch this to Byron Allen immediately, man. <laughs> How often, he's getting pitched so much every day. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, like when you're now when you're in Kansas, you <laughs> just like, of course he is. <laughs> Let's move along. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move <right> along. <laughs> when when you're in Kansas, are you thinking of, are, are you even thinking about being an actor, being a comedian, or or is it just like, all right, well, that's something that's going to be a fun hobby? Yeah, because you're so far removed from the business being. Oh in the yeah, well, and also nobody I know is even remotely close to the industry. Oh yeah, really? it's like it literally sounds like a fantasy. So for the longest time, I wanted to be a, like uh, like an a, like a comedian, like an actor, or like a doctor. Yeah. Like I literally, I like went and shadowed like a pediatrician wow. oh, like in, in, uh, in middle school, all that stuff. And then as I got a little bit older, I was like, oh, this is like a, this is actually like being a comedian is like a viable option. Like the more I learned and like researched, like, you know, yep. with mm-hmm. the internet coming out and all that stuff, a little <laughs> bit easier. Yeah. With uh, AOL chat rooms when, oh, uh, when a 56 year old white dudes weren't trying to fuck me I could find out that there's other like minded people out there did yeah. you ever have those net zero discs yes yeah oh, it was like 40 free hours of yeah of dial Wi-Fi up. or dial up yeah yeah Jesus and I got so excited when you 39 got 39 of those oh, hours yeah. was just listening to the connection noise oh dude. do you remember that? God, I remember there was a girl she was a who was the first person you were like in a chat room with I mean Pro- I'm not wired, a, don't worry. Probably a 56-year-old dude from Wyoming that said he was an 18-year-old girl down the street from me. You think? I'm guessing. Yeah, wow. I, 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 I remember you just go to a chat room, and then you just type in age, sex, location, and then like you just see, like, hey, that's within five years of me and within 100 miles. Yeah. Let's meet. That's so crazy. And people did, and people died, I and know. people fucked, and then they died. Yeah. <laughs> My sister people died, then fucked. It was weird. That, that, those, that was, those, yeah. those are the weird ones. That was the best dateline ever. Yeah. Uh, your sister, what? She would get. She would get in trouble for my dad for. 
for going into in the chat rooms. Yeah, because it's just like, you know, innocent little kid, like, oh, I'm going to go into this. Find a friend. I don't know what it is. Sure. Yeah, exactly. It's also, dude, I mean, that's, I, I can't even imagine kids now. I mean, it's like the, 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 I want to see what that is. Uh, level of curiosity is through the roof because wow. every day there's a new app or a new there's just so much stimulation that they're like all I have to do is press it like that's why if there was a nuke button like at a lady footlocker and a kid walked by it they would press it <laughs> why is there a nuke button I don't know man <laughs> have you been to a lady have you been to a lady footlocker you can is there uh, not a nuke button you, you want to kill yourself every time you go in there that's why there's a nuke button in there the prices for running shoes are crazy you want a new pair of cross trainers or do you want to take out a small African nation alright bad example but uh, these crocs are way too high priced <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, Kim Jong Un is listening to this right now. Oh, going, absolutely. they have nuke buttons in the Lady Foot Lockers. <laughs> dude, it would be great if he, dude. What if he, what if he does listen to podcasts? I hope he does. Well, hell, so put that hat he's on a, for a minute. He's a fan of Dennis Rodman. He has to, you yeah. know, consume more American pop culture. He watches like the Caitlyn Jenner show. Maybe now we know why he's so angry. Dennis Rodman came to roast battle a couple times. What did he? Yeah, it was and? insane. Was like, that the crazy? I mean, dude, did everyone you know has, he was going to be there, or did he no. just show up? He First of all, Dave up. Chappelle, Jim Carrey, I mean, John Mayer, uh, yeah. Jason, um, right? I mean, everybody. So that to me, I'm glad that you are, are taking a moment to address how it's crazy a weird that was. one. Because, but also maybe one of the craziest ones. Yeah, because it's like, wait, what? Yeah, you don't, you don't even know that he's in the realm of stopping by. Jim Carrey, you're like freaking out, but you're like. It's a comedy store. Yeah. Yeah. That, that kind of makes sense. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dennis Rodman was so wasted whenever uh, he went up there that he got on stage. And, uh, <laughs> of course he did. He grabbed the mic and he started talking to the mic and nobody could understand him. So I went up and stood next to him and I started doing sign, fake sign language. <laughs> oh, <laughs> great. That crushed. Uh, it did. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that's, that's oh one of the things. God. Dude, that's such and a And I have brilliant. a great picture of me doing fake sign language next to him. As soon as you start doing it, I mean, do you, do you still, you'll never forget that moment, I bet. That's, oh, yeah. That, well, I, but well, that's a rush of just. Because everybody's freaking out. They're like, what do we do? How do we get him off stage? All this stuff. And I was like, oh, well, if he's interrupting the show, then I'm going to add to it because the show's already messed up that yeah. he stormed the stage so i'm gonna like capitalize on this moment you know? that's a that's crazy amazing. that's a crazy level of commitment and trust in yourself that man all comedians should aspire but, to get to you know what i'm saying man because you you read that room you felt that moment and 90 uh, percent of the people are like well fuck now it's weird what do we do i yeah, guess i'm gonna sit and watch the train wreck yeah, yeah, right you're like or get on the train and fucking make it part of the show yeah yeah and and that and that's something that uh i know that we both respect about you is because you are fearless in that matter. Hell, totally. there, there's a video you can find on the internet of uh, the Kill Tony podcast and you saying something to a guy and him just turning around being like, fuck this, and then just hitting you. Yeah, he that, like pushes me into, <laughs> yeah, I thought, and luckily Big J Okerson was there to uh, to bounce him to, off to, the stage. Yeah, to be Big J Okerson. But uh, yeah, there's a video online for uh, people who haven't seen it. That, yeah, now, um, what's the Kill Tony podcast for those of you who don't listen? If you don't, you should totally... Oh, that. Yeah, well, oh yeah. So we do the show Kill Tony. Uh, uh, my buddy uh, Tony Hinchcliffe. Uh, we do his podcast every week in the Comedy Store, mm-hmm. and comedians put their name in a bucket and they're drawn randomly, and they come up to do a minute in front of a, a panel of yep. uh, fellow comedians, and then uh, I'm part of like a kind of like a late night yeah. band in front of a live audience. And uh, we were doing the show in Austin as part of Moon Tower, and a dude on mushrooms came up, and. <laughs> 
I he, like he was like wasted and on mushrooms and and he did this like crazy weird one minute set that was like barely like understandable talking yeah. about blockbuster and stuff okay <laughs> which already already which, i mean you guys were laughing because it was so oh it was so ridiculous yeah, yeah. so i start you know I, I start roasting him afterwards i was like oh this guy's an idiot yeah. like so yeah. i start kind of making fun of him and then like by the third zinger that i got him it was getting too big it was getting a bigger response than what he wanted <laughs> yep, and right. he just got real mad at man and and shoved you shoved me yeah, yeah what what was the line that got him uh, I told him uh, that he was a full-time garbage pail kid. <laughs> <laughs> and if you That's, see the video, cord, dude, that cuts deep. And if you see the video on YouTube, you're like, yeah, yeah, that makes that makes absolute <laughs> yeah, yeah. perfect sense. And then he just turned around, and was like, and just shoved yeah, you. It was done. Yeah, out of the uh, and I would say too, and I want to know this. So you you run also one of the most popular shows in town, stand up on the spot. Yeah, which for people who don't know, yes. it's comedians go up. You, they yell, ask for suggestions from the audience, and you, I mean, whether it's 30 seconds, 10 seconds, One or, line or, or your whole set, yeah, 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 uh, eight go. to 10 minutes, you, uh, you riff on that word or, or sentence or whatever, and, and you hopefully challenge yourself to not let it trigger a bit or mm-hmm. something that you've been thinking about and really just kind of think in yeah, that moment flow, right yeah, free flow completely improvise and yeah. let go of the reins yeah. and and i remember when i did it when you had it at uh, three of clubs mm-hmm. early on and it was still very new and you were getting cool people because that's one of the great things too about la is that like if you start a show and you got enough fans in your corner and you're likable and you're you're hustle, people recognize and once you get a couple people of like of uh of note then people are like oh hell yeah okay that's something to do you know yeah and uh and it was just so I remember doing it just being like wow I got like a bit out of that or at least I got I riffed on something that I had kind of been thinking about but he, in, but being put in that setting where you have to I hadn't beaded anything out about it I just had like one of those things where you're just like oh that was kind of funny and I was like well now let me force myself to try to riff on it yeah. and then I had a lot more to say about it than I thought I did because I was put in that situation um, yeah it's I, like a kind of like a wild animal being backed into a corner yeah like, because as soon as you get your suggestion you're like, you're like oh i don't have i don't have my material i don't have my script yeah. right now i gotta like get to the funny like right away gotta and figure it, it and out i love watching how different comedians brains work and how they like mm-hmm. attack you know their process because you really get to see how like the wheels turn like right in front of you it's pretty yeah cool. and yeah. and uh, you, you can't help and i know the audience does this and i certainly know that comedians do this when we watch this show where when when i'm watching a comic on stage and somebody else out railroads i go like okay well what, what would i do in that situation of course. Yeah. And, then, and then you see what they do and it's completely different but they make it work and you're like oh fuck that was that was amazing and one thing i love is that uh i've done the show as well and the audience that you bring in they understand they're not just like we demand full thought out bits like they're not polished like they know what we're doing i do i I do a very good job of of setting it up like with my set and sometimes i end up bombing pretty bad because they're not quite getting the concept until the very end of my set then they're like yeah oh i'm like all right well this is the show guys so let's get on board you know like right. like it's this is kind of how it's going to be like it's it's going to build from here but I, I i book only my favorite comedians and who i think are amazing hilarious comics who i think can handle can handle format. it yeah because yeah. it's a very specific you know totally right. yeah yeah if you have a friend of yours who's a great comic but who does 
like the same set every night and it's pretty word for word the same set and you're like okay well maybe not them and that and that and that and that scenario unless yeah. they really want to unless they want to challenge themselves you who know knows? you know it's funny i've worked with bobby lee a lot over mm-hmm. the years as, as you guys have too we've all seen his penis yeah yeah of course okay uh he's a guy <laughs> who is pretty scripted on stage yeah. he's mm-hmm. pretty to the note to the beat, to the word, uh, I've seen him do like you know a very stuff similar is, set because his stuff is so good. It's so good, yeah, so there's yeah. no point like to right. riff on it. He's one of those guys who I love seeing riff though because you don't get to see that very often oh, yeah. in his set. So he does a show occasionally, and I love watching him because he goes in a panic mode because he's so used to having his jokes that just murder yeah. and that he's like going into panic mode that he's like just scurrying to get like greatness out and right, he, right, he right. does every time it's awesome yeah yeah it, 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 it's fasting and these lineups that you have for that show are insane like, where'd you even come up for the show idea yeah just out of you know what I so uh, I started at Second City actually uh, this month um, in September it's uh, the seven year anniversary that's of the when show. I first did it dude at Second City yeah yeah. I think I was on a show the first one I did was Nick Rutherford and Angelo yep yep yep. that was the Second City yeah that would wow. that would have been yeah man back in 2010 wow dude yeah amazing that's crazy 2010 2011 probably around the time you did it yeah that's, that's nuts. And it was, dude, that's so crazy because I vividly remember that and there were probably 13 people in the crowd. Yeah. But all loving it and it was still like, and, but it was, it still felt like a really new show and then like this last one I just did which was the something anniversary, right? It was a, or no, was it just a... Uh, it was just a dope lineup that, that... It was just dope and it was yeah, packed yeah. in the belly room and sold out and the energy was like electric and yeah. it's like, dude, that's so crazy. It was like crazy. Rogan and you yeah, and man. like Eliza. Yeah, and, Yeah, it was great. Um, one thing I will say and this is why and everyone else, you know, feels this way because of just what you've created out here for yourself, like success is definitely just conti- going to continue to follow you because these shows that you've created with Stand Up On The Spot, what you do in the uh, goddamn comedy jam, um uh and then uh, roast, battle. roast battle it's like things that like literally push your uh don't test you any harder as far as like how fearless you can be you know what i'm saying and so there's definitely something to be said about you finding those roles you know what i'm saying like creating the, these shows and, and putting yourself in positions to always be out of your comfort zone right like i mean i look at guys like will ferrell and jim carrey who probably you were fans of growing up it's like those guys to me are some Robin Williams, the most fearless. Like, yeah, like where they just they take chances and they get to a point where they just trust themselves. But then they also push themselves when they know they don't trust themselves because, like, this is how I will eventually learn to trust myself even more. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. And thank you for saying that. That's, that's very cool. Uh, I'm just reading off the page here. This was yeah, sent yeah, to me yeah. by your mom. This sent to me by your mom. And there's, a, yeah. there's a teleprompter <laughs> yeah. right behind me, guys. So this is kind of embarrassing. I'm actually operating the teleprompter. <laughs> It's uh, it's a very one-stop shop here at about Speak last night. Slower, <laughs> draw this out. But was that always? Were you like that growing up? And did your parents instill that? In, where did you get that sort of mentality? Uh, I've always had. I have. I've had. I grew up with very good parents, and mm-hmm. they instilled in me confidence. So it was. So it wasn't all beatings. No, 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 no. <laughs> there were some good times. No, and that was you know. Yeah, that's a piece. They of the were. Pie. That's just like a very slim piece. But yeah, no, they the they had great yeah, sense very of humor. slim, about the size of a switch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but my parents were very supportive with anything that we want to do, and and mm-hmm. something that my mom instilled uh, even more than my dad was if you start something, you have to finish it. Wow. Like she would not let us 
quit anything. So if we were halfway into a season of a sport that we weren't really liking, you're finishing that season of that sport. Or you're, a season you're of finishing life. that course, that, you know, whatever grade you're in, like you're going to get the tutoring, you're going to get whatever to to do it and then oh then you're done with it you don't have to you know you're not good at that but you at least saw it through if you start playing four player on Ninja Turtles at the arcade and some kid leaves because his ride's there you, you keep find another game. <laughs> <laughs> now you're, you're playing, playing for him yeah you go into guess debt. what you're yeah. Raphael and Leonardo now <laughs> what how do I even <laughs> figure it out figure it out you finish it dude yeah. that's you know incredible what? that's good and it probably also made you pick certain activities like you're probably a little more cautious in in picking your activities because you're like oh man I'm gonna have to do this well yeah what definitely so one of the best things that ever happened to me at, um, in high school and you look back on moments in your life whenever you hold s- stuff to such like high stakes yeah like mm-hmm. looking back I got cut from the basketball team in high school and uh, basketball was my favorite sport it was, it was my everything you yeah. know and why but while I was doing basketball the whole time you know I'd been doing childhood acting and, and all that stuff growing up. But whenever I got cut from the basketball team, that's whenever I was like, I need to get way better at comedy and I need to get way better at filmmaking and mm-hmm. sketches and, and all that because I had started around that same time, like kind of dabbling like sophomore year in high school. I'm like, oh, I think I have a knack for this stuff yeah. like on like the video side of stuff. Yep. And I got cut and it was the best thing that happened because I went all in on just comedy and, and videos and editing and all that stuff. So, wow. Well, hey, you know what? Uh, Michael Jordan also got cut from his high school basketball team. And joined the improv yeah. team the week after. So <laughs> right. you kind of have that to go on. He, jo- he joined the uh, John Paxton uh, comedy hour team. So what I'm trying to say is, guys, is if I would have put all my energy back into basketball, I wouldn't be a comedian. <laughs> that's what, that's yeah, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're a, you were a taller than average white guy from Kansas. So yeah, you yeah, thought, right? well, I got a shot. Yeah. Did, yeah, I'm sure you did, right? I was, yeah. You I was, were good. I was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. like, we play, like, with comedians out yeah, here. Yeah, no, you are good. I, yeah. I fun. own you, Rick Glassman. That's what you're trying to say. He's a good player. Rick Rick's good, good man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brent Moran's really good. Dude, Rick mm-hmm. played against LeBron James. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah growing what? up in Ohio. Yeah. Bring that story up. See how long it lasts. <laughs> he'll talk it's a good about story. It. He'll talk for about seven hours about it. I bet. It's yeah. incredible, though. I mean, dude, I mean, wouldn't you want to hear of every course. piece of that uh, that tale? <laughs> um, so then so then, when do you come to L.A.? Like, when? Because that is, I'm always, and Brad can attest to this, too. Yeah. Like, people that make that jump, you're like, at what point? Who tells you to, to do it? Who told you not to do it? Who drove you out here? <laughs> so... I moved out here in 2009. Uh, My parents really wanted me to get some kind of education. Mm -hmm. And so I got like a two-year arts degree because I was like, I already know what I want to do. I know that- That's some kind of education. It is. That's that's true. I was taking taking improv classes and video editing classes and all that stuff, Photoshop, blah, blah, blah. Well, your sister's- taking neuroscience yeah. what are you doing finger painting <laughs> my sister and i took a bowling class together in college yes. yeah oh yeah yeah dude the american dream were you good nah dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's why i took the class adam yeah, yeah. so we could be better at she it ma- she made me cheat and i had to bowl games for her 
and, and I would get like blisters. She's like, I can't, I can't go. Can you? Can so you? she wouldn't even bowl. Sometimes she wouldn't even go. You're in a bowling class, and, I, and that's, you'd have to that's give too a much for you. You'd have to give a receipt of the games printed out that you played. So my hands are almost like bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you know, we, I got you us an A in bowling, so there you go. Physical education, check. <laughs> I love that they still tried to make it serious, even though it's a bowling class. Dude, the dude who ran it was. It was he's it was like it was a legend. It was a sketch character. Yeah, he, yeah. he used to be in the PBA, and uh, oh uh, I'm going to teach you guys form. Um, here's some pictures of me uh, in the in 1979. Whenever uh, I was in blah blah blah, you know he chose. Did anybody pic- want to wow. smell my glove again? <laughs> yeah, nobody asked to smell it the first time. Remember you shoved it in our face. <laughs> Name the spinal tap. That's enough out of you, Travis. Yeah, all right, you're being quite the turkey, which is real tough to get in bowling unless you got a great attitude and a big dick. Now, Steven, stand up and put on your pants. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> These bowling ball holes aren't going to fill themselves. Come on, <laughs> dude. Those types of sports in in any like schooling situation are always so. Yeah. I, mean, I remember in, in senior in high school, we had a uh, uh, just sen- it was called senior sports. You could take where you went to like one day you went paddle boating, one day you went bowling, oh. one day you played putt putt golf. That See, was the class. You were saying, and a girl got a D in the class. <laughs> See, Emily, I got my hopes up because you said senior sports. I'm like, wait, so you like played shuffleboard and, <laughs> right, right, b- right. and bocce ball and oh, see, like senior citizen sports, tiddlywinks. Nice. By the way, first tiddlywinks. First reference. time this ever happened. Whenever I went and saw the scary movie, I saw Annabelle Creation. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's why. I'm, that's why yeah. I'm still like like a little jumpy because there's a lot of jumpy moments in that movie. Anyway, and there's a lot of uh, uh, doll characteristics in me. So yeah. when, so when you saw me outside your window, you're like, it's the it's the doll. <laughs> it wants to suck my dick. <laughs> I'm gonna get some splitters, right? <laughs> Terrifying. Still, still scared, Brad. <laughs> I got uh, you'll, uh, you'll you'll get me back soon. And I, oh, I definitely will. Yeah. I always I always get back twofold. <laughs> oh God! See now that makes me nervous because uh, you and your fiance are going out with me and my wife tomorrow night. It's happening. We're doing a double date tomorrow. Nice. We're doing a Our, cu- we're doing a couples. Oh thing. my God! That's so adorable. Our ladies set it up. Yeah, and we're like yeah, yeah, we'll yeah we'll yeah. show up. Yeah. Well, but like thank God that they set it up because normally when 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 the girl comes to you and goes. So we're going out with a couple. You're like, oh, sweet Jesus. Oh, who is it? Yeah. And yeah. then it was, oh, yeah, it was Sebastian like, has this great bit about that right now where he's going out with all these non-comedian dudes. Oh. And he's just like, they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's the school we're putting uh, the kid in. It's, uh, yeah, it's better. And so it's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Aren't you embarrassed? <laughs> Yeah, so so when so when my wife came to me and was like, "Oh yeah, we're going out with Jeremiah That's and his fiance," I'm like, like, "Yeah, oh, oh yeah," crazy. and then it got me thinking. Well, I've known you now for a few oh, yeah, years. No. Why, why oh, wow. haven't we why gone haven't out? We done yeah. It? Yeah. yeah, it's very why? adult. But, yeah. Well, Brad just got married, and you're about to get married. Yeah, next month. Yeah. Wow, how are you I, feeling? I feel good. I'm at at this point. I'm ready f- to do it. Yeah. You know, like we there's we've also been engaged for over a year now so yeah. I'm ready to just do so, it now so I'm point. so I'm like the grizzly veteran now I pretty can, much I can I can give you advice you can guide me yeah and and right where you are that's I, I I was having the same feelings like I just want it yeah done yeah I just want it over with I, I want to stop taking phone calls from relatives mm-hmm. that I have never talked to <laughs> in my entire life and now we're, I'm expected to have 25 minute conversations about what hotel they're gonna stay at yeah have you told comedians that are coming like what they can and can't say or like are you trying to like are you, are you have some people giving speeches are you doing open can't, mic style can't I, fuck the bridesmaids I mean <laughs> I 
it's going to be an open forum. It might be a mess, but I'm going to, I'm going to let anything happen. I'm going to let them, I'm going to let them say Again, whatever during the Jeremiah speeches. form. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to let it go. Like if they embarrass me, which I don't get embarrassed really. Like I, I have a pretty low tolerance for embarrassment. You so. have, uh, you have shown your pubes on national television. What? I have shaved them. Yes. You I'm, I'm shaved your Wait, on yeah. the on roast battle? You don't know about this? <laughs> let me tell you the story, Adam. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Jeremiah Watkins, part of the all Negro wave, or as you know it from the tel- the television show, the, the wave, wave, which yeah. real quick, is that out of the shows you do? Um, and then stand up too. Is that the most fun? Because it, it looks like it. We have so much fun because of the energy, show. the entire energy, the of energy the whole, is mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah. But what you guys are is like, I think the show is not what it is without that. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it definitely. Yeah, I mean, yes, without you don't have it, to agree, a, yeah. but yes, mm-hmm. it's it's very different. With yeah. I've seen the show yep. with without it, and uh, it's what separates it from uh, just another your you mama know, kind of show. Yes, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Which, you know, let's Gives not a, take that down. That right? was no, Wilder Valorama's, some of his best work. Some of his best work. <laughs> <laughs> we we have, I mean, it's so much fun doing that show with Jamar Neighbors and Willie Hunter. Uh, and so in the in the season finale of the first season, hmm. we went live. And I was like, I'm going to get in two bits that I've done before mm-hmm. that have killed harder than anything I've ever done on stage before. Okay. And the first bit was Did you guys plan a lot of bits out, right? We but you well, just don't know when they're going to happen. For the yeah, we have a, it's a it's a, it's truly a mix of improv and sketch. Like sometimes we have items that we just happen to have and somebody will say oh like a wording to a joke or they have a joke where we're like, "Oh, what? We have eggs now? What? Oh, oh uh, they just made an ovarian cyst <laughs> joke or something like and so then, then you'll go up and like crack the eggs or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in the moment like we didn't just know fits. that was going to happen. So, but yeah. Basically, for the listeners, that, that you guys do this bit to like bookend a, a joke or accentuate a a, a moment bombing or, right. or killing. Yeah, if you have, yeah, it's uh, to heighten basically whatever's going on. We're kind of the voice of the audience. So if a joke is killing, then we try to heighten it more. If a joke bombs, yeah, same yeah. thing. So we the 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 two bit the the first bit was I did it one other time with Willie Hunter in uh, the belly room. Is I mimed a blowjob. Mm-hmm. And so we we mimed a blowjob on the live finale, and I had fake white soap in my mouth. <laughs> so I stood up after I like I'm really like <laughs> giving it to you him. You commit. I commit. I commit yeah. a thousand percent always. And Willie's like doing the face where he's like loving it, and I stand up and I have white soap spill out of my mouth, oh my and it was God. disgusting, of yeah. course. And so that was the, the the first bit that I was like, I gotta get this in because Jamar's like, you gotta choose one or the other, that or the pubes bit. They're too gross. I was like, we're doing both. <laughs> He's like, all right, man, all right, okay. Wow. So then the other one, uh, the final joke of the final episode of the season one roast battle, uh, I went up there with an electric razor, I pulled down my shorts, and I shaved my pubes, like, and then. Willie and Jamar threw them up in the air, and, and Moses did, and it was uh, it was ridiculous. And uh, oh, that's the thing about that joke. I can only do it once. Now, you know, did, did you did you grow them out specifically, knowing I, you, knowing I, you were going to do that? Yeah, because was, I did it one other time in the belly room, and yeah. it destroyed. It got such like an array of it was every literally every response you can think of. Disgusted horrified people crying, crying laugh, laughing yeah. people like like jumping up and down people it was literally the whole never spectrum seen, like, ter- yeah. yeah maybe the one thing their parents said was like when you go to LA 
just make sure you like you know you don't see the shaving of the pubes like right. That, <laughs> right. that's never a bad see. omen you know that means your career's not gonna be as fruitful as you want never where did you learn that mama I don't know Mennonite's pubes yeah <laughs> an almost Mennonite's pubes yeah <laughs> almost it's a great tonight's uh, performance great of Oscar almost Wilde Mennonite's play. pubes yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll be, oh dude almost Mennonite's pubes I love that band dude yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're great man that's fucking but, bonkers and, and so that's a great on, and you did it on TV so did it on TV uh, Judd Apatow said that it made him fall in love with comedy again <laughs> it was that you, episode it was that episode your pubic hair because I watched the whole thing Judd with my mom this was the Montreal ones uh, yep those are the Montreal ones wow. so how, how is that not sticking in my brain maybe, so, I, maybe I made sure it didn't kind of blocked it out <laughs> yeah. like but a, the blowjob bit because we went so far with that bit mm-hmm they so standard practices didn't say anything about the pubes bit. Yeah, like the, they were like in the control room. This is what they told me. Whenever they saw me do it, they're like, well, "Do we dump it? Well, what do we do? Well, like, well, what, what's going on? Like, yeah, uh, like he's technically not showing any skin. Like, uh, what do we do? And they do just we left dump it. Dump it. Yeah. Do we get rid of it? Right. They're you, gonna cut to another shot. You can just hit a button and then hit a it's button gone. and then it's gone. Yeah. So wow. they left that, and the only note that they got after the episode, they they not go, enough pubes. <laughs> didn't even mention that. They said that blowjob bit will never air on Comedy Central again. It's way too pornographic and disgusting. So we got that bit cut, and the pubes bit stayed. You got to cross the line. Yeah. To stay to know where it is to know where it is, and yeah. so you can get on what you really want to get wow. on. Exactly. Yeah. Well, well, well done, sir. And that and and that's when your parents are watching at home, going, "He made the right decision." <laughs> you, you know so what's funny? They have to be they have to be at a dinner party now, and when everyone's describing watching with their friends, what like the other kids are doing, like, "Oh, he just got his master's degree." Oh, he just you know uh, he's a lawyer Boring. now. He, he, oh, what what. What's what's little Jeremiah doing? Well, he shaved his pubes in front of millions of people. Yeah, Judd Apatow said it. Comedy's Judd Apatow. <laughs> yeah, comedy's Judd Apatow. That's, and that, by the way, that's what you're, that's what whoever is bringing it up and uh, defending you says to the person who's like, "Well, it uh, sounds like it's going all right." And you're like, "It actually is." Yeah, yeah. Judd yeah. Apatow said he it was his favorite thing he's ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> that has that that has to be just such a trip that the stuff that would get you in trouble as a kid and they were always told not to do and would and it, it would make you meet uh a switch now yeah. now you're, now you're getting paid for it it's yeah it's bizarre does I'm it super grateful are, yeah. there, are there things in the in that in the wave that you guys i mean because you have to be a real quick somebody thinks of a bit and then you all you quickly discuss it and then you do it because i mean if then we, if you're discussing and there's something happening on stage you might miss the moment right, right. it has to be if it's not unanimous we don't do it so we have we have like this weird system down where it's almost like our own language where mm-hmm. we it's like literally like pointing motions and we have an idea of what we're going to do and and also we've been Willie Jamar and I've been friends for a long time so we have we have camaraderie with each other where we kind of know you know when you're playing like a sport somebody you kind of know their moves you kind of know where they're right. going to be in basketball like like if you throw sure. it at a certain part of the court yeah it's, it's kind of same thing so you, so you guys have just kind of figured it out that we way we kind of figured it out yeah yeah Kind of have like our, our, our like system down. That's so great. Uh, <laughs> is there is there anything uh, anyone that's like hit you up from back home that like or a teacher that like that just like saw this in you that has like reached out to you or posted something on Facebook? You know, like 
or seen you back home doing shows because you'll do shows when you go back, there, right? There, there, yeah, there's some. Uh, or now you just did the big tour with Tony, which right. was bonkers, right? Yeah, that was nuts. Big theater tour. Yeah, you drove around everywhere. Still going or done? Oh, we just finished it last night in the main room, so it's done. Oh wow! So yeah. it, it first it experience the doing a tour. First experience doing a tour. Yeah, yeah. it and was amazing, dude. It was yeah. incredible. Yeah, like it was cool because. For many reasons, I've never been on a tour like that. I've just done like weekends here and there, like, yeah. you know, opening, featuring, headlining, very rarely. Uh, but it was like people know Tony from a lot of things like Rogan or Netflix or mm-hmm. like his podcast. That Rogan shit is bonkers, by the um, way. I mean, it's I, insane. I feel like, yeah. like the fact that how many shows he's done for him and how his podcast and everything, it's like that in itself could could fuel that i feel like no because, it definitely helps a I lot mean, like because tony would be like how did you find out about me so many people were like oh i originally found out about you from rogan and then i just started following you from there and then i started listening to your podcast fucking and, crazy yeah so we so so he gets spill off from rogan and then i get spill off from tony because i do his podcast yep. mm-hmm. so it was cool because some people it was the first time i've kind of experienced people kind of knowing yep between roast battle and kill tony yep, right people were like hey dude i dig your stuff yeah and like i came out to see yeah. you and i'm like oh that's yeah. kind of a nice feeling Isn't it's, that the, dope? it's the weirdest thing it's like, bizarre it, it's, yeah it's the greatest thing and the weirdest thing when you realize that oh the same way that i would go and see a band that i'm like oh yeah i've heard that guy's song on the radio i'm i'm now gonna go see them live or i'm yeah. gonna go see that comic or that movie or whatever the hell now someone's doing that to me I overcompensate. I'm like, thank you. I, it's almost like, it's like, dude, act like you've been there before. I'm like, I can't believe, thank you for coming oh, and spending your here. money. I'm like, yeah. They're like, yeah, man, I like comedy and I saw a thing and I wanted to see it. Like, that's how life works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah a, you end up being the weird guy. Really appreciate yeah, it, man. They're yeah, like, no, no, yeah, it's yeah. all good, right, dude. It's 20 bucks, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> I can't fucking I live believe down the it. street, man. Actually. Are you dude, serious? Dude, I actually got given this ticket, man. <laughs> I work here, man. I'm in the back, so I don't actually have to go anywhere. Dude, I'm just sweeping up the floor right now, man. I didn't even watch the show. Thank you so much, man. I really. Super grateful. Oh, man. grateful can i sign something for you <laughs> no, uh, my broom yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the crazy the the crazy part about you like being on this tour and doing the stand-up is like like for almost a year of me knowing you i never actually saw you do stand-up because you do so many shows yeah where you're like a part of the show but it's not stand-up related rather rather be Kill Tony, whether yeah. it be uh, Roast Battle, whether it be Goddamn Comedy Jam, uh, Midnight Snack, uh, Stand Up on the Spot, uh, all these shows are shows where you're kind of like a necessary and hilarious accessory, but you're not doing like actual stand-up comedy. Like, I remember the first time I saw you actually do stand-up before, before the Roast Battle was like, oh, Andy's good at stand-up too. Oh, God. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Well, that would have sucked. <laughs> every, yeah, every once in a while, somebody will be like... Uh, They'll ask me, so do you do stand-up? I'm like, that. that's what I do like seven <laughs> nights a week. The, the other shows happen like once a week or, or once a month, but they're yeah. that's just how they know me. So, you know, I'm just like, yeah, come, you know, see uh, my stand-up sometimes. So that that's what was really nice about being uh, on this tour with Tony is I got to do half an hour every night before him and then he'd come out and close it with an hour and I mean awesome. it, was, yeah. it was great that's the best way to do it and to be on tour with a buddy too is just like night and day because then all the stuff in between yeah. is way sweeter we had so much fun yeah. it was ridiculous you guys I was telling Tony uh, last night the videos of you guys pulling driving by and doing the uh, this to uh, trucks oh yeah doing the like honk your horn and then the anticipation I was telling Tony was like 
like so funny to me how hyped up and anxious I was getting watching wanting the horn I was like yeah. I can't believe how much how intense this is right oh, now yeah. and then when it would happen I would laugh as hard as you guys would so yeah was, you'd get more into really, it than like a Game of Thrones battle yeah you'd just be like will you honk the horn <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh yeah know. we're the uh, we're the truck honking champions of the world and anybody <laughs> who wants to challenge us uh, let us know uh, I do want to know before we wrap up uh, what was a cooler moment um, playing uh, Careless Whisper sax in front of 15,000 Canadians or getting your name on the wall at the comedy store I mean the- or dinner tomorrow with Brad <laughs> <laughs> they're all a toss up yeah. um, uh, <laughs> super political guy you know the dinner tomorrow night with yeah. Brad yeah. is gonna be pretty exciting we've had it in the calendar for yeah. quite a while right. a lot of people Looking would say that would be the it. least exciting but right. that's I you know say bullshit. have you had dinner before have you um, ever sat with, yeah. dined with Brad <laughs> have yeah. you ever dined with a midget <laughs> I feel like that's a rich bastard thing to say like <laughs> right. have you ever dined have with you a midget ever? do you summer with dwarves <laughs> <laughs> you vacationed in Appalachia, yes, but uh, have you ever dined with a midget? <laughs> oh, what year is this? <laughs> he holds up, he sniffs my ass. Yeah. That's, an, that's an 84 midget. <laughs> <laughs> the vendor gives him your birth certificate like for authentication. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that is indeed an, that is an 84 uh. midget. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> so good. Like it's I, a fuck. Oh. I, th- I, th- I think I just broke at him. Uh, so yeah, it's got uh, a Chardonnay. It's got an oaky, <laughs> poopy smell. Oh yes, very fruity, very fruity. There's a cinnamon um, toast crunch. Mm, what is that? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what. Do you have a red? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah so, but like, but like. How great was it to get your name up there, though, at the comedy store? And how great was it to have all the comics, like, tweet it out and not, and like, because that's, they're not necessarily promoting a, a, a show for you. They're not, like, yeah. doing something specific. It's just, like, hey, something cool happened to a good guy. Yeah, dude, it, it meant a lot to me, and especially how much support I had because uh, I, I definitely thought that it was going to happen uh, the way it worked out the, with the with the former talent coordinator, I was actually told years ago that it was going to happen, and uh, I really had to do a little bit of a reset and not start over, but really focus on getting really good to the point where I could get past there and yeah. become paid regular. Yep. So it meant a lot to me um, that specifically because because I do all these other shows that is such like a prestigious thing mm-hmm. that is specific to stand up comedy which uh a lot of people still don't know me for uh my stand up so it it was it was incredible like yeah. it, it was it and the support that I got from all my peers like that that made it so much better because everybody was saying it's about time and finally rather than me hearing whispers in the hallways of why did this guy get passed? Because that happens right. every once in a while. Some yeah. people get like kind of mad. Like a new comic will come in from another city, and then they get passed too soon, and then you know, yeah. There's a, there's a lot more. Uh, there's a lot of politics and yeah. weird behind the scenes stuff yeah. that people don't even realize. I mean, it is a very supportive world, but it's you know, there's a competitiveness to it, like any business, of course. Uh, and a why didn't I get that? A comparing, especially I think more so in our field than 
probably like a, an advertising agency where it's like, you know, how come he got the fucking fruit by the foot account and I didn't get, you know, <laughs> uh, you know everybody knows I fucking love strawberry. I, I wear strawberry fucking t-shirts all the time. Williams, my office now. <laughs> how do we not get the fruit by the foot account? <laughs> Graham crackers again? Well, I really like graham crackers. You know we can retire with graham crackers. <laughs> get the fruit by the foot account now or you're fired. Yes, Mr. Spacely. <laughs> We can't uh, tell our listeners enough that if they're ever in Los Angeles uh, yeah. to, to go to any of your shows, any of them at the Comedy Store, whether it be Roast Battle, whether it be uh, Goddamn Comedy Jam, whether it be Stampin' the Spot, just Google your name. Those. Your website is what? Jeremiah Watkins. JeremiahWatkins.com or .tv, whichever one you want. Hell yeah. yeah. And then uh, if you have the chance to see you on the road, go see you on the road. Follow, uh, follow, follow the man on Twitter. Uh, at it, Jeremiah Stand Up on all social media. Yeah. Yeah. Because... They they don't want to confuse you with another with another famous Jeremiah. Yeah, there's luckily not many Jeremiahs in comedy right <laughs> the now. The only other so. Jeremiah I knew before you was Jeremiah Fulford Foster, and he was the president my senior year of high school. He played football. Now he is a manager at Costco. And I was uh, gonna I was gonna say now he's a CEO at KFC. Yeah, Jeremiah yeah. Fulford yeah. Foster. Fulford Foster. Isn't that good? Yeah, uh, we may not have this bull meat right away about this. Uh, there's no chicken that's coming out over yeah. here. People would sing, Jeremiah was a bullfrog, and oh, he would yeah. go, and he, it would make him so angry. Oh, I embraced <laughs> it. I loved it. Well, see, yeah. and that's why that's why you're not managing at Costco. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, if you do see Jeremiah, by the way, um, feel free to compliment him, but one thing you should not do is uh, feel like you are paying homage to his talents by uh, shaving your pubes and throwing them in the air. Dude, I'm your biggest fan. I have a bag of my pubes for you, dude. I uh, know you can keep those. That's okay. Well, I guess uh, there goes the option of my gift I was going to give you at the end of the show. Nope, nope, still do that. Save it for dinner. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast. Give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessamay Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice.